Welcome to the Live the Path podcast, where we meet real people leading unreal lives. This is Faramars Hadaji, MD, and Jill Hadaji. And before we get into interviewing guests, and we have a, a very good lineup of guests that are on cue for being interviewed on this podcast, we thought we wanted to cover today an important topic, and that is authenticity. Because that word is thrown around so much, it's all over the self help literature to be authentic. And I wanted to talk a minute about what that actually meant. And so, um, Jill, why don't you? Yeah, I was going to say we got a little bit of feedback from the last session that people wanted a little more clarity of what we meant by live the path. Um, And that led us to this conversation about authenticity. So we wanted to explore the concept of, I would would say it, on behalf of whom are you being authentic? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so that that's that gets to the heart of it, which is th- there is a lot of narcissism going around, and that's one thing that I want to avoid when we're talking about authenticity. So we're not going to talk about what we don't want it to be, but I do think I need to address that when, when people say authenticity, it becomes about finding um, your passion or that kind of thing, which it's, it's kind of, that, that's turning inward, but... What I believe is that um, authenticity is an expansive thing. It's it's reaching outward and creating connection between you, the people around you, um, between the spiritual aspect of things. So that's authenticity. And, and yeah, that- I think I think one thing, one reason authenticity and narcissism and the self centeredness seems so pervasive today is we're all marketed to individually as though we are the most important in our wallet. Okay, so I think we're all marketed to, we're all told we need to be more of this, buy more of this, have more of that. I think the way that all the impressions we get as a part of just day-to-day life, billboards, radio, right? Anything on our phone, Facebook, TV, it's all centered on uh, how they want us to think of ourselves. A little less than perfect, so we'll buy their product. And I think this just continues to make people look inward or feel like their experience is the most important thing. Um, There's also some other factors that I think attribute to this. But the folks that we're looking to interview are people that bring a gift that a lot of times they describe as came through them. They didn't necessarily origin the concept, the thought, the idea. It seemed to come through them, and they needed to share it with people in the world. Hmm. That's actually a very good point which we need to we definitely need to talk to you more because yeah true authenticity is not it, it true authenticity is a channeling of something greater than yourself i think that's what, what when it really uh, becomes a fulfilling uh, experience is when it almost seems like you are a channel and you are you're bringing something to the world through you um, that isn't necessarily a inherent part of you um, the other question to ask is, 
when we are trying to, quote, be authentic, is that we, we need to make sure that that authenticity is not a program that somebody put in our heads um, a, as, a, as a consumer or as somebody that needs something to make them complete. Um, so authenticity should not be a pursuit. And I know I'm talking in negative format here a lot, but I, I don't think true authenticity is a pursuit to fill a hole. True authenticity is almost um, a creative endeavor that in and of itself um, lifts us up and also the people around us. Mm. It's more like a ripple in a pond. It's expanding outward. Outward expansion is a, a key part of that. Yep, that's true. And it doesn't take anything from the origin, the the you or the, the source. Um, it, it actually is. Um, a lot of times we've seen it. It's just the ability to share with others. Yep. So I think if, if we want to make it simple, I would say narcissism is a contracting thing and authenticity is an expansive thing. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, there there is a, a, a huge amount of self-help programs, webinars, books, um, websites about making yourself better or creating a better version of yourself. It's important when you're trying to do that, that you have some idea of who you are. And it's as if, if you woke up in a car and didn't know where you were. And I said, I want you to drive to Atlanta. The first question you would ask is, well, where am I now? Mm-hmm. And some, some of the self-help authors I've read pay homage to this. They say, you need to take an assessment of where you are right this minute. But what I'm talking about is a deeper thing that is um, we need to take away all the false layers that have been put on us um, to find actually who we are before we try to make ourselves better. Because let's say that you are this uh, fake version of yourself. And I know a lot about this because I, I was in, in a job for a long time where I was very, very good at it. But there was not, very little about that job that was actually um, me. It was really layer upon layer of expectations and um, shame and guilt and things that kind of pushed me, propelled me forward to be this person that was doing this job. But And, and it would not be a solution at all for me to want to be a better version of that because that's not me anyway. Right, but I think those are not mutually exclusive things. I think you can be on the path to discovering yourself and on the path to your authenticity you want to share with the world at the same time. I've often shared with people that young professionals, our kids, that discovering what you don't want to do the rest of your life is a really valuable thing to know. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like you have to wait until you know yourself perfectly to begin to share that i think you know Mm. it's okay to use information as you move through your path to begin to point yourself more in the direction of what feels right and gives calm inside you as you move toward it i would have to agree with that i i that's a very good way to look at it so your point the point you're making is if you're learning that you can be doing no wrong. So if, uh, if you are, if you do find yourself in a point at a point in your life where you're feeling inauthentic, 
Um, that by itself is a very valuable thing to learn, whether you learn it at age 15 or age 50. It's, you, we, we have learned a lot of things along the way, even if you're on the wrong path. Right, as long as you know why that path doesn't fit for you and you're beginning to discover more about what does fit well, what does feel whole to you and integrated, then you give yourself permission to say this doesn't have to be permanent. This is my life situation right now. I think Eckhart Tolle uses similar language around that, like this is a life situation. It's not my life. It's not me. Um, but it's part of my journey to be where I want to be more and more as I pass through my days. Makes sense. It's a, I think that that way it's a, um, it is a win-win, even if you find yourself on the wrong path. Yeah, it's just a lesson in knowing more about yourself when you're bumping into walls mm. that you don't want to confine you. Okay. I like that. Well, I guess that's a pretty good note to end on. Yeah, I think um, we just wanted to clarify a little bit of what um, living the path really means to us and the examples we want to share with people we interview or people that inspire us because they seem so authentic to themselves and what they're giving back to the world. Yep. And one last point. I know that just said we're going to end, but um, one last point occurred to me. I was discussing this whole idea with a friend a couple of days ago, this idea of living the path, which is... Um, uniquely you. And he made the point that when we're looking from the outside at someone and making a judgment of the path that we think they're on, whether it's authentic or not, that that may be totally off base. So an example would be a gentleman we met the other day who was making suitcase drums. And I thought, wow, that's just the coolest thing I've ever heard. And, and to me, that was really cool. But he may not, from his vis, from his uh, perspective, he may not be thinking he's charting some, you know, extravagant, um, unique path. He may just be putting one foot in front of the other and just living his life. Um, so that's, I think that there's some truth to that, that we, we, the reason I started this podcast was because, um, I wanted to encourage other people to live authentically because I have experience with living inauthentically. So when I see what I think is somebody who is being um, unusual and who is living their passion and um, who's doing something extraordinary with their life, I make a lot of assumptions, which may not necessarily be true. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether they're consciously choosing this path or the path chose them or... Um, something randomly happened. It could be a mixture of all those things. But there still is some inherent beauty in somebody that is creating this glorious reality for themselves. And and whether it's intentional or not, what I 100% see that is undeniable is uh, that their eyes are lit up, that they're um, when they're talking about the thing that they're doing, they just their eyes glow and they get a smile on their face and that's very, very contagious. Yeah. So that aspect of it is real. Yeah. It reminds me of the couple we met this weekend that grows peonies. 
Is that how you say that? Yep. Um, they had a flood destroy an orchid business, and they're down on the river um, in the area near us. And the one thing that survived was the peony plant. And um, so they began to cultivate those and have made a whole business and have a festival every May where they sell plants to other people, but they let them just come and enjoy the river and bring a picnic and um, look at their beautiful flowers. Um, and I asked him about his orchids. Did he ever miss them? And you could see a little bit of that, but they took a lot of work, and peonies are more naturally, um, grow here more naturally. And so he was like, well, this is actually more in keeping with the place we live because you need humidity and a lot of things for orchids. He knew how to do that before and had created a greenhouse. But this had more ease to it. It was in keeping with the nature that he lived in now. He did not live in Florida anymore. So it was a really fascinating story of how they had found something that actually fit better through a natural disaster. Mm. And actually, that particular in that particular example, um, that the gentleman was a chef and a very successful one, and so it was a huge turn for him to walk away from that and start making orchids in the first place. Mm-hmm. So those twists and turns are just—they really are the spice of life for me, and I think. Other people, um, it, it just needs to be brought out because I just I just think it's beautiful, and, and we that that was an unforgettable afternoon for us uh, meeting those people. Yeah, and um, in the work I do with people in their careers, it really is nice. I wanted to share examples of people that make really sharp left and right turns and find something beautiful they never would have had in a previous career. And that may not be the last career they have either. They may choose another vocation that fits better for that season of their life. And I think that's what I wanted to bring to the podcast is that ability to share examples of people who just keep doing what they're passionate about, even sometimes when it's a completely different line of work or vocation, Mm. Um, and to see the possibility, especially in today's post-COVID workforce, I think it's just so much more possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been a transformational time for that. Well, we will wrap this up. We're hitting right at 15 minutes, and I'm going to give us our traditional send-off, which is, this is Dr. Faramir Sadaji clocking off. And Jill Adaji signing out. Thank you for listening again to the Live the Path podcast. Mm-hmm.